Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy <laughs> game show podcast hosted by me, Nate Regolia. Each week I subject my guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. With me as always is Shannon Page. Shannon, how are you? I think my favorite part of the podcast is every time you get ready to do the intro and you do, you take like this deep breath right before you go <laughs> know, into it. It's I know. great. <laughs> I put so much pressure on it like it means something. Hello. And welcome to a vague idea. Oh, maybe you should, you should do it. You can do it now. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we are graced with a special guest this week, uh, Chris Deaton. He is a programmer and a video gamer and also a board gamer, as well as a musician and a myriad other things, aren't you? I mean, you're just like a real jack. I was sure you are going to put me on the spot with creating that bio. Um, so I'm relieved that you just said everything about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I know you well enough. I don't have to ask. I'm just kind of like, yeah. He'll correct and, me if I'm wrong. Slash, you clearly wrote that down. I, I've watched you read. <laughs> I saw your eyes. No, I really didn't. I was just staring off into the middle distance while I remembered everything I know about you. Oh, I take it back. Yeah. I'm you know me very good. well, and it sounds good when you recite it. Oh, well, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, let's take it from the top. Can you wiggle, wiggle my... Will my you, microphone a little bit. <laughs> Wiggle my mic a little. Can you hear it? Is it working? Yep. There we go. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Okay, just, here. I'm done. Just I'm move just it into a different one. I'm going to switch over. Oops. Not that. You can cut all this, right? Yeah, it's fine. Or we'll leave it in. How about <laughs> oh, now? Oh, that's way better. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, so is there something wrong with the adapter for mic port three or mic headphone port three? port three? Headphone port three. It's quite, quite the setup. Yeah. Oh, this, this, isn't this nice? Um, all of this yeah. provided by our, our gracious uh, studio host, Steno. So thank you to Steno and Rex for, for setting us up. And uh, yeah. Uh, I was just, expecting the three of us crowded around like a microphone that you brought in your pocket. Yeah. So. That's uh, how we started. Uh, for, for a while, I had just a, a blue, uh, what, a blue ice snowball yeah. microphone that would just sit in the mi- middle of the table. And At we a all bar? had to just talk loud. At a bar? Well, it started in a bar yeah. that way, yeah. Yeah, and they... Kept turning the music up and up because they were getting sick of us being there. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we were drinking copious amounts while we were there, which is kind of like, I mean, I, know, I don't know, I whatever. Missed that. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice <laughs> having the ambient bar noise in the background. And there would always be a moment where somebody would come over and ask us if we needed anything and we'd order while we were still recording the <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah, and yeah. leave it in. It's <laughs> nice. Very organic. <laughs> the old days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're just people living. It's probably like number number two on the audiophile's podcast chart behind like a, a podcast about involving eating potato chips. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just. That gave me chills. <laughs> I'm really ASMRing over here. Delicious. Open some little bags. Actually, there is a bag of skinny popcorn here but I, it doesn't belong to us so if i open it it's kind of that's a seal break that i can't i can't do i'm too old to mess with people's food now uh yeah the theme of this week's episode <laughs> is going to be spooky horror Ooh. Ooh. uh partially because chris is a big fan of horror i am and uh i think we're all kind of fans of horror shannon you you know i like to say that i am but i'm worried that this show is gonna prove me wrong that i'm only a mild fan of horror 
<laughs> well, it just yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm not, I didn't go too deep on anything, and you know, uh, Shannon and I have watched several of the kind of sci-fi network level. They're not really horror movies, but they're certainly. I don't know. You would probably classify something like Shark Avalanche as a horror film, right? <laughs> Even though it was terrible. It's it's a broad and overlapping thing. Yeah. Actually, like I've <clears throat> I started uh uh as you know, subscribing to Shudder mm-hmm. uh and the Joe Bob Briggs drive in movie series on there. He often and I've heard other people do it now that I've heard him say it, they they call them genre films. Uh, involving horror and sci-fi and the like, oh, and, yeah. and obviously there's a lot of a lot of mix-up in between. So. Yeah, which I mean, I think uh, yeah, Shark Avalanche was a was a genre film for sure. Oh yeah, it was kind of it was one part like uh, sexy ski vacation movie that unfortunately like never becomes actually sexy because no one ever does anything. It's just sort of like prelude <laughs> to the everything the whole time. Uh, and then uh, there's like witchcraft and. Ghost sharks. Ghost that, sharks. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird movie. Possibly Native American spirit sharks. I don't know. It's it's confusing. But <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, Stanley Kubrick left all of that in there as breadcrumbs, so we thought about genocide. Good for him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Chris, do you want to go first? Do you want to pick one through ten from our list, or do you want to have Shannon go first? Um, I'm going to defer to Shannon. Okay. All right. That's uh, what, the 100th week in a row, I yeah, think? Yeah, most people yeah, do that. Everybody defers. Uh, I think so, they yeah. want to see how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, well, they just want to, yeah, if there's any traps, maybe you'll <laughs> maybe you'll fall into them first. <laughs> uh, Shannon, one through ten. I'll go with number ten. Number ten. All right, Shannon Page, do you have a vague idea about the Slender Man? Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Chris Deaton, do you have a vague idea about the Slender Man? I do. Okay. Shannon, what do you know about that Slender Man? All right. Slender Man. I, I actually did a lightning talk about this at oh. my uh, coding boot camp. Oh, no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was my lightning talk was about uh, creepy things you find on the internet. And Slender Man started as a creepypasta story. Um, I don't even know if it was a story as much as if it was just pictures of uh, kids playing uh, usually black and white pictures with this really tall, like seven foot faceless man in a suit standing behind them. And it was super creepy and it freaked people out. But then what made it even creepier was that two girls became yeah. obsessed with Slender Man and they ended up luring a third friend of theirs into the woods and trying to kill her because they thought it would be a sacrifice and that Slender Man would take them away to his magic land once they had done the sacrifice. Which was very clearly implied by all of the materials. That they're, <laughs> like, I, I always found that very confusing, honestly. Like, okay, uh, this terrifying creature is going to whisk us away to a magical land that we have no evidence of. Like, I mean, I, I get... They were uh, clearly not. No, yeah. It's, I think it was Australia. I think, I think one of was them... It? I think. No, was no, it? I, I thought they were American. I think they are American. Oh. <laughs> it seemed distinctly American thing to do. And I, I think they were... Oh, you're right. You're right. It the, was America. Uh, yeah. <laughs> USA. <laughs> um, and then from that, there's been some movies. I watched, Be- I think, Beware the Slender Man was the documentary made about the two girls that was actually really good and kind of went... It, well, I thought it was good. A lot of people have criticized it because it didn't talk about the victim enough. It talked about the girls that had actually done the crime. Yeah. Right. But kind of how they reached that point. And then I think a horror movie was made of it as well, but I never saw that. I was going to say, I think I watched and probably fell asleep uh, to that horror movie. I can't remember what it's called. I don't think it was very good. Yeah, I heard yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. 
the the reality of it was way creepier than yeah. anything they could come up with in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, when you mentioned Slenderman, I immediately thought of the case with the two little girls because that really kind of like, I don't know, brought it to life, gave it a visceral quality. Yeah, which I mean, tragically visceral. What, right. What, what do you? What else do you know about Slenderman, Chris? Uh, yeah, just you know, big, big spooky tall thing that's all kind of stretched out weird weird fingers and stuff definitely uh i'm not sure if you said you think it was a creepypasta shannon but i'm I'm almost positive that's that's how it started um or, or if you said maybe uh if it was a, a picture or a story um but uh yeah not much to add there big spooky tall thing uh i guess you know what else i would add um what's that thing sleep paralysis yeah. I feel like uh, there's a, a total overlap of the the imagery of the Slender Man uh, with the, the those weird sort of phantoms that people see uh, when they have sleep paralysis. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Have you guys ever had sleep paralysis? Yes. Really? Yeah. I've had a couple times where that's the exact thing. Is like you wake up and you see something very tall and ominous in the doorway, right? Yeah. And you can't like move or really... Uh, you can't really tell if you're awake or not because you you're you feel very awake, but you're yeah you're sleep par- paralyzed, so you're not really moving. And then yeah, it's it's terrifying. I've had that happen like twice in my life, I think. That's scary as hell. Yeah. A, f- a friend of mine told me a, a very convincing ghost story in college one time about uh, a ghost like sitting on his chest. Yeah. And uh, it was it seriously kind of changed my view. I was like, you know, I think I think that's like the most believable ghost story that I've heard. And uh, and then years later, I learned about sleep paralysis, and I was like, "You you just had sleep paralysis. It's <laughs> not a ghost." <laughs> but the ghost is cooler, cooler sounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though sleep paralysis, it's fascinating. Oh, but, it's insane! Yeah. It's insane what our bodies do. Yeah, that you're like trapped between REM and non-REM sleep, and your body's just like, I I don't know what to do right now. All right. Yeah, cool. It's, it's all Here. this delicate balance of like a chemical cocktail in your brain. You and know? yeah, and my and my understanding is that the presentation of the horrifying image is your body saying, "Hey, you have to get up and move now." And this is the last jolt we can give to jerk you out of this. That was that's oh. something I've heard. I don't know if that's if that's accurate or not, but I like that. But yeah. I got to say, I, I've always thought of that as like, I wonder if that was the the source material for whoever first came up with the Slender Man. They yep. said sleep paralysis. And they were like, "Hey, that Slender Man is." Making me creeped out. I gotta tell people on the internet because that's what we do now. Exactly. <laughs> Great job. Uh, I'm gonna give you both two points. That the, conversation uh, would have fit in really nicely on last week's episode yeah, we about, about dreams. dreams. Yeah. Oh. About if dreams anybody out there week. hasn't listened to last week's episode, <laughs> go back and you enjoyed that conversation. Hit up the archives I'm, I'm at a vague idea. <laughs> simplecast.com or wherever podcasts are cast. <laughs> It's a fluid binge. Yeah. <laughs> it's dovetails from one episode to the next. Damn right. We are living continuous. Yeah. I was going to say continuity, but then I changed it. It's fine. Uh, uh, the Slender Man, also known as Slenderman, I like the when it's one word, uh, is a fictional supernatural character that originally uh, appeared as a creepypasta internet meme created by something awful forums user Eric Knudsen, also known as Victor Surge, in 2009. <laughs> He's depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head and a face wearing a black suit. And then, yeah, your uh, your murder in uh, 2014 began a moral panic uh, starting in Waukesha, Wisconsin, with the near-fatal stabbing of a 12-year-old girl. Um, now, my, my biggest interaction with the Slenderman thing is there was this game that you could get, I think, on 
uh, what's the service? Steam. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. There's a Steam game, and it's called uh, Slender: The Eight Pages, which basically you're just in the woods, and all you have is a flashlight. And you have to walk around and collect these eight pages of information that give you clues about this stuff. And every time that you're kind of in the dark for Don't too spoil long, spoil it because I might want to go. Well, you should check game. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Base. I, I'm not going to ruin it, but I mean, the mechanic is like this horrible thing keeps getting close. Like it's headphone required, so you're like listening and you're just hearing something creep up on you all the time. And when you turn around and shine the light on it, then it goes away. But like it's like red light, green light. Yeah, except with a horrible monster, also known as you know uh, elementary school athletics being the horrible monster. So, so it's just like red light, yeah, green light. It's exactly like that. Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent work. So, like I said, you're both going to get two points, and Chris, you get to pick one through nine. Three, number three. Okay, Chris Deaton, do you have a vague idea about the horrors? as it might pertain to medical parlance. Uh, so, you know, in my deep, deep listening of this show, uh, is is there an option to just make this up? Or do I just... <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, okay. you can make it up. What the, the, the trick is to say you have a vague idea either way, and then you just make it up. And if it's funny, I'm probably going to give you points anyway. Okay, so, okay, Big cool. idea? Uh yeah, so I would assume this is the result of like a above five. Sorry, don't go into it yet. I have a vague idea. Okay, <laughs> you know Shannon? that is true though. Why do we? Why do we? Well, that's a that's a question for off off the air. Yeah, I mean we could we could talk about that another time. I mean, uh, I guess it's just to create a little order in a chaotic world. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, what do you think? Do you I will idea? also be saying I have a vague idea and probably making something up. Okay, great. Chris, may, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to make up about the horrors? Neither one of us showing our cards. What do you mean make up? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your vague idea about I, the horrors? I would say this is the result of uh, an above five on the one to ten spicy scale at, uh, uh, I'm not going to put my finger on it, an ethnic food of your choice. There's plenty of them. I'm not trying to be vague, to be coy. Uh, sometimes I, I hear sometimes in, in the East, uh, the result of that choice in the morning is known as spicy stomach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think <laughs> in medical parlance, this is sometimes known as the horrors. All right. All right. I like that. That's not, that's not correct, but... Uh, I'm shocked. We used to... Uh, now, now we used to just call them hot poops. Oh, yeah, or the snakes, the yeah. hot snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I at one point ate an entire like, well, not entire, but three quarters of a can of like chipotle peppers, oh, <laughs> just because no. they were kind of around. Actually, at uh, at John and Emily's one time, <laughs> okay. and then yeah, the next day was was all hot poops. It was terrible. <laughs> See, that's that's the problem. Like if if it if it set me wrong while eating. Like right. it would be, I would, it, I would never find myself in this, this state, you know, but I'm just like, oh, this is, this is scratching an itch. And then the next day I'm just like, I can't come into work. I, I, I've got an itch. I, I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> the horrors. I thought it would be over when I was done, but it, it persists. Dude, sometimes staying power. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, oh. weird, exotic peppers. <laughs> Shannon, what do you think the horrors are? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to top that. Uh, I was thinking of it, it's similar to the vapors. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. But whereas a woman with the vapors might need to go lie down and rest for a while, a woman with the horrors might need to get up and run around because she's got too much energy and she's she's too anxious. So <laughs> you okay. can picture a Scarlett O'Hara going, oh, I've got the horrors. I need to go run around. <laughs> I've got a real case of the horror, so i got to turn on some lights. <laughs> I, I thought you were teeing up the, the vapors with the side of a Slenderman, you know? <laughs> Perhaps a, a Jack or Philip Slenderman is, is a gentleman caller for the evening. Oh, that would have been good, too. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're both incorrect. But, uh, the, the horrors is, a, uh, is an old-timey nickname uh, for the DTs, or Delirium Tremens. So if you were an alcoholic and going through the uh, shaky hallucinatory withdrawals, uh, yeah, they would call it the horrors. You were experiencing the horrors. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought that was really wild. And, you know, yeah, pertinent. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to justify it. No. (laughs) That's a good category. Um, In any case, you're you're both going to get three points. So great work on that one. And uh, Shannon, you get to pick one through eight. I'll go with number five. Number five. All right. It's time to play Fuck, Mary Kill. Ooh. Edgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting if anyone has sworn yet. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, do I, should I just ask? Oh, no, people yeah. have asked before, but yes, you can swear. But Nate said fuck. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, uh, you're in the clear. That, that suit is uh, broken. So you, you're both going to get a shot at this, but Shannon, you're going to go first. Uh, so this week for Fuck, Mary Kill, okay. uh, you have a choice between Pennywise, the clown, Pazuzu, the ancient Mesopotamian demon of uh, the wind, okay, or Annie Wilkes, the uh, Kathy Bates antagonist from the film Misery. From Misery, yeah. So who are you going to fuck? Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to kill? Which... Pennywise. Um, you your choice. You can be do Tim Curry Pennywise. You can do uh, whichever Sarsgaard this one is. <laughs> it's is it Bill? I think it's Bill is the one who's is in the it? current it. Yeah, Bill Sarsgaard. That's right? such a mismatch with his last name. I'm Bill. Yeah, I'm Bill Sarsgaard. Bill the Nord. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad writing. <laughs> Rewrite that birth certificate right now. You know, I've actually I've never seen or read uh, any of the it's. No. Yeah. Oh wow, I'm surprised by that. I've never read it, but I've seen them. Both of them. Uh, you're not missing much. <laughs> you, you saw both the old yep. one and the new one. Yeah. Which okay. one did you like better? I liked the old one, but I think that's because I saw that when I was a kid, so it yeah. scared me more. Totally. Whereas this one, I was just kind of bored the whole time. I yeah. actually fast-forwarded through a lot of it. <laughs> I'm interested in what the second half of the new one will be like, because it's going to be a full movie of the adults, and it looks genuinely scary from some of the previews I've seen. Yeah, we'll see. But, hey, yeah, who knows? <laughs> is that is that something being made like whole cloth for, for film, or is that based on another Stephen King book or story? Oh, it's because uh, the original it's like huge. Oh, okay. The, uh, the the original film was like a mini series, right? It yeah. was like four hours long or something. That's and they're true. doing the same with this. They're just doing full theatrical releases several oh, years apart. Because oh, okay. I think Bill Hader's in it and Jessica Chastain and a few other people. Oh, it's really? actually pretty pretty heavy heavy hitter huh. loaded. And I can't remember who the young actors were because the first is like the first half is like the kids confronting uh, Pennywise the clown. 
And then the second half is them coming back to this town for, you know, the reason, the contrived reasons that Stephen King always comes up with for people to go back to a place that was obviously fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're going to go through it again, but as grownups. So it can be an allegory about, uh, you know, demons and fear and whatever. Probably alcoholism, knowing Stephen King and cocaine. Uh, What? (laughs) What? Next, you're going to tell me there's kids touching kids. Babies making babies making clowns. <laughs> the aura. <laughs> so Shannon, who are you, who are you gonna fuck? Who are you gonna marry? Who are you gonna kill? All right, I'm gonna fuck Pennywise because whether it's Skarsgård or Tim Curry, those are both sexy men. All right. So all right. even in clown plus you clown you, costumes, I'm okay with that. Everybody floats, so that, that's gotta be kind of cool. Like I, I've never had sex in zero gravity. Yeah. That seems like it would be fun. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, all right. um, I'm gonna kill Annie Wilkes. All right. Because to this day, that scene where she hits his ankle with the cinder block in between. Oh my god. Cinder block in between. That yep. to this day is one of the worst horror movie memories I have oh, of yeah. being a kid. Oh yeah. And I I just feel like I need to take her down for that. Yeah. Um. And I'll marry the wind god Pazuzu? demon. I don't know anything about him, the, but the... marrying a demon sounds like. You'd have a lot of power, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would you would have uh, the power of the of wife the... of a Mesopotamian wind demon. Yeah, so that, that's pretty cool. That sounds okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. All right, <laughs> Marion Pazuzu, I like it. <laughs> uh, Chris, who who are you gonna fuck? Who are you gonna marry? Who are you gonna kill? Uh, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, you know, I'm really only familiar with uh, Pennywise from other people's tellings oh yeah and like the meme culture associated with everything yeah. is like we all float down here and etc yeah it's yeah everything. or just yeah. you know the general concept which is definitely like very much in the zeitgeist of like the creepy clown oh yeah and murder everything. clown um so for that reason like i well hold up i don't want to i want to get, get my options <laughs> out, of, out of control here um so pazuzu not to sound like a you know real uptight cisgendered white male but what what kind of form does that thing take? What's that look like? That's gonna that's gonna determine yeah. which which one it is. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, here you go. Pazuzu is often depicted as a combination of diverse animal and human parts. Huh. He has the body of a man, the head of a lion or dog, the talons of an eagle, two pairs of wings, and a scorpion's tail. That's my man. And that he has is rough. <laughs> He's a looker. He's a looker. Oh my god! <laughs> like that's like if it's a if it's a hybrid thing like that. Like what you call that a chimera? Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'd figure like oh, I'll just find the the part that does it for me. That was just like a <laughs> bag of shit covered hot dogs, man. That's fucking terrible. Um. Oh god. Uh. Woo. Uh, sidebar, just saw Misery for the first time oh, yeah. uh, within the last like six months. Oh, and wow. As an adult, that, that ankle-breaking thing <sighs> was was hideous. His foot just goes... Bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. I really enjoyed that movie, though. I think that's the best uh, Stephen King adaptation I've, I've seen, probably. Uh, I, I would agree. I could get it's, behind that. It's really, it's really grounded. It's tight, and it, for all, I, like, it makes sense. Like, it's yeah. not doing something supernatural. It's just like obsession and isolation, which are both terrifying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yeah, it's know? fairly well acted. It's got like a, a fairly easy to nail like uh like set requirements. Um anyways, there's you know, bit of bit of a tangent. But uh 
So I got to kill either the clown or is it Annie Wilkes? Is that her name? Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. Yeah. Um, well, Annie Wilkes has to die. That's That memory is too visceral. So I'm knocking <laughs> that one out. So she's she's killed. Uh, I think I'm just doing the same as Shannon. I, it's up and down. Um, You're going to marry Pazuzu? Well. <sighs> fuck the clown? Yeah, because like I'm not. It's So my fuck marry options here. I don't want to fuck or marry either of these people. And both of them I want to like yield their power. Uh, I feel like a wind god or whatever the hell you just said is infinitely more powerful than a, a scary clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it must be. I yeah. mean, granted, like uh, it slash Pennywise is pretty powerful, um, but wind god. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm taking the Shannon yeah. slam. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great job. Uh, you're both getting zero points. <laughs> that was excellent. Very good, very good. And, uh, and and Chris, we're back to you. So you can pick uh, one through seven. Hmm. Five. Number five. All right. Do you have a vague idea, Chris, about Pinhead? Yes. Okay. Shannon? Yep. Pinhead? Yep. Great. Chris, let's talk about Pinhead. <clears throat> so the name Pinhead, I'm going to start off with some confusion slash contention. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's really known as Pinhead until like well into the series because he's one of the uh, the Cenobites. Which, by the way, oh, I am not supposed to go into this, am I? Am I supposed to just... Oh, yeah, you're yeah, good. You're, go. It's your turn. Yeah. Yeah, oh, go okay. for it. Oh, yeah. oh, because it's my turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it now. You're, you're I, solid. I, <laughs> Nate, Nate like, looked at his knee or something, and I was like, he's giving me a look, and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to go. No, it's um, just me looking up the, the pinhead profile, so I've got oh, my, okay. my notes. Okay, yeah. yeah so anyways, awesome. the name Cenobite apparently is like follower or something. It's not something that... Um, what is it? Is it Clive Barker? I think maybe yes. his, his homeboy. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, like the, no, I don't mean this in a, a disparaging way, but like arguably the gayest film director or horror film director of all time. He's actually very gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and believe, just like right. lots of like bondage and S and M and shit like that. Sure. Um, but anyways, really cool imagery. And that's, that's what he based a lot of the Cenobite stuff on. But despite the fact that it does mean follower, it definitely sounds like something from the Cinnabon corporation like a bag of smaller cinnabons or something now it's cinnabites and you're like oh awesome and then you're just like ew the pleasure and the pain i don't know honey i don't think i can eat a whole cinnamon roll today yeah well don't worry we've got cinnabites yeah how about a smaller cinnamon bun and then a bunch of hooks in your face That's how they keep you coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the it's Pringles insipid. thing, except there's actually hooks in your skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they aren't metaphorical like with yeah. Pringles. You, yeah. just, <laughs> you just can't stop popping. Yeah. So anyway, I, I guess uh, Pinhead, anyways, is one of the Cenobites, um, and he's got pins in his head. He's I think he's kind of the, the de facto leader of, of the Cenobites from, from, sorry, from the Hellraiser movie franchise. I'm done. Excellent. Well done. Well done. Shannon, what do you know about... Pinhead. That's good. I don't know much more. It's not like he has like a great personality or anything you can talk about. He shows up after they solve this puzzle box mm-hmm. that opens up the dimension so that the Cenobites can come forth. And yeah, he's kind of the leader. Uh, he is uh, pretty quiet, <laughs> but he likes to kill people. Um, I really like the Cenobite that looks like a big blob that's always behind him. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a great one. I like that one. But I don't think the rest of them, I mean, I'm sure they have names, but I don't know the names of any of the rest of them. But uh... Yeah. I think the canon runs deep. <laughs> yeah. There's somebody out there that knows the names of all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You left out Jaff. What about Jaff? 
Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. All right, great. Yeah, he loves to golf. He likes uh, walking uh, on the beach. I'm I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I forgot about the golf thing. <laughs> well, because you pull those pins out, you can use it as a tee. You're set. Well, talk about pleasure and pain. Have you have you golfed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi-oh. Take my hey. wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pinhead is a fictional character from the Hellraiser series, first appearing as an unnamed figure in the Clive Barker novella, yeah. Hellbound Heart. The name Pinhead is derived from a sobriquet given to him by the crew of the first Hellraiser film. So that's, oh. yeah, he didn't have a name until they were like, oh, well, this guy's got pins on his head, so we're going to call him Pinhead. They're like, Pinhead to the set, Pinhead to the set. Yeah, we've got to put uh, Pinhead's number <laughs> three on the call sheet. We're ready to go. Uh, yeah. We have to give Shannon credit to the puzzle thing. That puzzle is the cool, arguably the coolest thing about Hellraiser. All of the puzzle design in all of those movies is really cool. It was badass. The rest of the stuff is like, you know, it's it's 80s horror, so it's like, it's kind of cool, but it's also like, oh, up really up close, like, uh, rubbery flesh pulling, and then like, weird slicing things that happen a little bit too fast and a little bit too slow, so the... Yeah, but those know, practical effects are killer. Oh, no, yeah, like, they're yeah, really yeah. well done. Like, you, you have to look at it through the lens of, like, wow, this is this is really impressive. For, yeah. You know. 900 men did this in five <laughs> hours. <laughs> Aren't they... They're still making Hellraiser movies. Uh, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I think one just came out in the last year. Oh, really? I think it was straight to video. Straight to sci-fi, but yeah, I think they're still making Hellraiser movies. Well, they just made. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if they just made it. I just saw it streaming somewhere. The uh, what was that that series about the killer puppets? Oh, uh, Doll uh, Man and the Demonic Toys. You Child's Play is that the one you're thinking of? Well, it was Child's Play. Is that Chucky? That's Chucky. No, it was they're this, making a new Child's Play. It was this. It's, people are probably losing their mind while listening to this, but it, I can't remember what the series is called. But the the newest one, the newest installment, was called. The Littlest Reich. Oh, no. Yeah. Which, oh, are, no. are you saying, oh, no, because they're going to win an award for the best taste ever? <laughs> the best discretion in the history of cinema? I'm just, I'm just imagining a lot of tiny silver eagle badges all over things, and I am sickened. I, I just imagine a bajillion of the littlest social justice warriors. <laughs> Taking to that man's Twitter who wrote that. Now, when you say that this is this is a horror series about puppets, do you mean that they're puppets is it, that is it the go bad? Is the puppet master? Is that what you think? Yeah, the it's master? the puppet master. Oh, okay, okay. I, was, I was just thinking of a bunch of horror movies where the things were clearly puppets, but oh, not necessarily oh, yeah, yeah, totally. supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I these just, are all Pazuzu. <laughs> I had, I had it in my head that all all movies featuring something with a clear puppet were actually just part of this one franchise. I was like, sometimes it won't even include the franchise. It'll just be like kind of the subtitle. But you know, you know, it's part of canon. Yeah. The never ending story is in this universe. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't you know that? Uh, I think so. Hellraiser Judgment came out in February of 2018. Yeah. So there's your. Wow. Direct, direct to uh, VOD. I think is what it is now. Video on demand. Yeah, because nobody says nobody buys cassettes anymore. Yeah. Or well, they probably do now. DVDs. Yeah, they're yeah. probably all into it. They're yeah. like, oh, cool. God, I miss the sound quality of those cassettes. Oh yeah, all warbly, <laughs> all worn out in places where someone's just taking their shirt off. You're like, wow, <laughs> quality on this part gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Okay, there was a. Uh, 
There's an episode of Law and Order SVU. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, just just for a second with uh, (laughs) with uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Mm -hmm. and he is like a Jeffrey Dahmer type character. No, but they figure out that it's him because he's been like videotaping, or he just has video of women, but it's not porn. It's just like he has the section where this woman is stepping into the bathtub. So like her calf becomes taut as she steps into the bathtub and it's got the worn out VHS lines and they're like, we've got him. And then of course there's a bunch of human meat in the freezer because that's what he's been doing is like paralyzing women and then eating them. I am, that is a good story, but I'm also very relieved because I thought you were going to tell us about you owning a video of SVU and there was some part in SVU that you liked. (laughs) That's why I was freaking out. No, no. No, no, that's... Like, this is where I slowly get up and back out of the room. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over! <laughs> You're like, yeah, so anyways, I used to like this tape when, you know, when I was 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those heady times. You had so many <laughs> other memes. So many other memes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, I kind of said that stuff. Pinhead is one of the leaders of the Cenobites, uh, formerly humans, but transformed into creatures which reside in an extra-dimensional realm who traveled to Earth through a puzzle box called the Lament Configuration in order to harvest human souls. His origins and the nature of the Cenobites vary depending on the medium. While the character begins as an amoral entity blindly devoted to the practical experimentation of sadomasochism, uh, later depictions have him portrayed as explicitly evil and even demonic in origin. Uh, I watched the origin, I think this is from Hellraiser 2, because he was just like a British guy that was searching for puzzle boxes and then opened his own and then went in and then it was like, and then they were like, yeah, I'm going to do a little cross hatching. We're going to kind of do your head like you cut an onion. So you kind of slice it both directions and then you go, but they didn't do that way. They were just like, let's put some nails in there. Yeah. And that was kind of the whole. Like instead of cloves, like on ham. (laughs) Instead of cloves. Let's just throw some nails in him. I have a really good friend that's a puzzle box maker. I'll, I'll, what? I'll, I'll uh, pimp him out right now. Kagan Sound. You can find him on Instagram. And he actually used to be the DM of a Dungeons and Dragons game we played. Oh, and nice. he would bring in prototypes. And he'd be like, you're walking through the woods and you find a box. And we would like get to play with get these boxes like, as part of our campaign. What? Yeah. Wow. And everybody who played is still is still in this dimension, yes? So far. Okay, cool. That I know I, mean, of. Hey, I, I haven't just... seen some of them in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta say, uh, lament configuration. By the way, is one of the best named objects in horror. Oh yeah, that's the most just metal names. Oh, lament yeah. configuration. Behold, <laughs> uh, great job on on uh, Mr. Pinhead, Chris. You're gonna get two points. Shannon, one and a half points. And Shannon, we're back to you. One through six. I'll go with number three. Shannon, it's time to play your favorite, oh, favorite game. Now I'm getting into it. It's time to play Palm ou Palm de Terre. Each week on Palm ou Palm de Terre, I present an object which is neither an apple, palm en français, nor a potato, palm de terre en français, and you have to tell us, is this an apple or a potato? This week... <laughs> What's it going to be? So pedantic that you had to tell us what those meant in French. I, I Franco-phone. Well, I, I didn't I don't, have to tell I you. Don't it's, just a, it's just a ramble that I, I do. Don't it's part phone. of the. It's one of the many little <laughs> intros. Uh, this week it is the uh, brush attachment for my vacuum oh at my home. God. So Shannon, is this an <laughs> apple or a potato? What do you think? You're trying to hand it to me, huh? 
Yeah. yeah, well, you got to feel it. It's got, it's got bristles and stuff. I mean, there's those textural aspects. Okay. It's not immediately shiny, so you can't just default to Apple on that on that logic. I know. I've got my like backup. I know. So yeah. You're trying to. It's it's Keanu, Sandra Bullock, and uh, the shiny <laughs> texture of an object, and that's pretty much what we ride on. <laughs> As a side note, I was interviewing somebody at work the other day, and I asked if they had any questions, and they asked what a perfect team member would look like and my answer was Keanu Reeves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think threw them off a little bit yeah. kind of mean to well, do to somebody in an interview <laughs> well, they that's should, what he asked they shouldn't ask such a dumbass question <laughs> you, Wait, don't, you don't set yourself up to fail by what would a perfect person be like I'll but never he didn't be say that. be like, he said look like. Yeah. So well, yeah. let's be very, very specific. Learn English, kid. <laughs> <laughs> we have other words for the thing you were alluding to. What do you think, Shannon? All right. This is a potato. All right. Why is it a potato? Um, for one, because when you want to eat a potato, you scrub it. And this has bristles that you could scrub it very with. Nice, very nice. But also because it interacts with dirt, much as potatoes are grown in the dirt. Yeah. Pomme du terre. So, pomme du terre. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay, go. Chris, what do you think? Do By you the agree way, since, that it's a potato or uh... since this is not a, a visual medium, Shannon, <laughs> while inspecting this, just ran her finger through this thing. That's true. Times. I need it's... to probably go wash my hands. <laughs> no, it's clean. We we th- this has never actually been used on anything, so it's. Fine. It looks pristine, and I don't yeah. even know if you made contact, but I just wanted to mention. I thought <laughs> everything you were doing with it was like pretty pretty standard operating procedure, and then you just just uh, put a digit through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Apple. Apple, okay. Why? Why is it an Apple, Chris? Uh, I don't really like apples unless they're cooked and turned into something else. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know why this is. They give me goosebumps. Okay. I, I just. I really don't like eating them. My mom has a theory that she served me a very cold apple as a child, and and I just that became my like Pavlovian response. To <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know why. So, or anyways. So I'm looking at this thing, and you know, an apple and a potato—they're they're both food. And so I was like, "Well, in the paradigm, which is analyzing something for food consumption, this is an apple, not a potato." In in Christian terms, because I'm All not right. going to eat this. Yeah, cool. I'm not going to eat it. It's not food. So <laughs> hey, nope. that that works. Unless this is cooked and turned into a pie, <laughs> in which it will metamorphosize and one of my favorite things <laughs> real princess frog thing or prince prince yeah so yeah, yeah. i'm open-minded yeah hey, you're yeah. into stuff you're, i have you're... reservations about marrying a wind spirit sure but <laughs> okay. i will kiss a frog prince well yeah and i i think let's let's just get the record straight here i don't think anybody's going to be like stoked about marrying pazuzu but given the options it's like well i could marry into a lot of power or i could just marry like a really shitty clown, or a woman who will probably break my legs to keep me from ever leaving the house. So, uh, yeah. I'll there might be the a dowry back. of souls on the table, too. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah. Think about all that. Bringing oh, it back man. to horror. Yeah. Gonna have some nice mirrors where people look back at you <laughs> that aren't you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Soul dowry. All right, that was great. You're both getting a point. Uh, excellent. And uh, Chris, we're back to you. One through five. Four. Number four. Well, Chris Deaton, do you have a vague idea about Universal's Dark Universe? Yes. Okay. Shannon Page, Universal's Dark Universe? Sure. Okay. Chris, what do you think? 
very poorly lit uh, Marvel movie. <laughs> Back to you, Shannon. <laughs> Great. Very good. Very good. Uh, Shannon, what do you got? Um. Okay. I'm only half. I'm only half bullshitting this one. I. F- I wasn't. <laughs> um. The studio Universal is creating a series of movies that all take place in the same universe, the way Marvel has. Okay. But mm-hmm, theirs mm-hmm. are, and this is this is where I can't remember. Theirs are more horror or dark superhero based. I can't remember which. I can't remember the first one. Maybe was Hellboy the first one? I might be making that up. Hmm. But yeah, it's not Hellboy, but you're you're on the right track otherwise. But yeah, yeah. so it, they are trying to basically compete with Marvel by coming up with their own universe, but they're taking a dark spin on it. But I can't remember what the movies are. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Very good. I think that she was, made that up. That was very solid. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the dark universe uh, is unfortunately dead. Universal scrapped it. But the dark oh. universe was a term given by Universal Pictures to their planned cinematic universe, which would be based on their classic Universal monsters. So Dracula Untold That's was the right. first movie released in October of 2014, which I don't think anybody saw. Yeah, I didn't it was even know be that like was a thing. Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, the but mummy, they were all going to be in the same universe. Yeah, the Tom oh, Cruise, wow. the Tom Cruise Mummy movie that came out last year or the year before was part of this Dark Universe uh, boot <laughs> attempt. They I'm were, sorry, did you say Tom Cruise Mummy movie? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, they, <laughs> you they, didn't know there was a no, Mummy movie. No, they rebooted the Brandon Fraser, Brandon Fraser oh. mummy series with Tom Cruise, the most toxic man in Hollywood. Yeah, who thought that was okay? <laughs> that's psychotic. He killed the whole universe. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's like me starring as me. Y'all heard of me? <laughs> yeah, they were gonna they were gonna do a whole thing with the Mummy and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Um, they had cast Russell Crowe as as Jekyll. They had cast Javier Bardem as Frankenstein's monster. They had cast Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. They had all this other shit planned, and they were like, Dude. "Hey, you know what? No one cares about these old things because <laughs> we're trying to bite at the very little cookie crumbs left by Marvel right now, and maybe we should just wait." Yeah. Which I think is wise because. People will come back to this, but you also really have to put like an interesting spin and not just make them action movies with a mummy in them, which is yeah. pretty much what that Tom Cruise mummy movie was from everything that I saw. I didn't see it, but man, it looked like, oh, cool. So it's basically a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie, uh, but there's a mummy in it this time, <laughs> which that works for the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Fine. like Fast 8 could have Vin Diesel or Fast 10 could have Vin Diesel as a mummy. And everybody would be like, oh, fuck, we're creaming. And that's it. Like, everybody would be at this movie. <laughs> but it's not going to work. Not going to work with Universal Classic Monsters. So, yeah, there you go. Great job. <laughs> I like the idea of it, though. You're right. If they if yeah. they did it right, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, 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 would love, I would love something that really thoughtfully connected all of these really great old myths, right? Like Monster Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Monster- I will, well, hey, Mon- <laughs> Monster Squad was was cool. Like, I mean, it's almost shrilly unwatchable now, but it was cool then. <laughs> I actually rewatched it. Uh, I know, like three years ago at the Alamo Draft House, and I was cringing the whole time. I was like, "Ooh, that didn't age well. Ooh, that that joke oh, yeah, didn't yeah. age well." No, because there's. Uh, I mean, every every joke in an '80s movie is disgustingly sexist or really, really homophobic or whatever. Yeah, and well, then, especially at a point in time where like you can watch something from four years ago and be like, "Oh shit, 
I'm watching this through just a whole new set of eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's like, oh, man, season six of The Office is real bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, let yeah, alone like a, a Steve Gutenberg vehicle, <laughs> <Right>? you know? <laughs> but they're like, hey, look, Steve, we know you can't act, so we're going to put you in blackface. Oh, <laughs> let's, just, let's just see how that works. Oh, Can man. you do a Cajun accent? <laughs> yeah. Steve? I, still, I do think it's interesting that, uh, what's that? Oh, shit. What's the movie that Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Cruise were in where RDJ is in blackface the whole time? And, the, and Soul that, Man? No, that's... Uh, that's C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also oh, tasteful. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, That's yeah. way more recent. Which is, oh, yeah, which is yeah. weird I forgot because about that. it doesn't seem like that's ever gotten the backlash. Like, no, I haven't seen anybody, like, blast Tropic Thunder yet. But, I mean, that was so, like, that was intentional. Like, that was the joke. was right. like, oh, how ham-fisted can you be? Like, you can't go back and be like, this. That's it. I just like this. Dot, <laughs> dot, dot. <laughs> I know it looked like I just froze. <laughs> but just really intently looking at me. Like, I can feel your gaze. I terminate this sentence. Uh, you guys both did great on that. I'm going to give you four points each. On the Universal Dark Universe. And uh, let's see. We're back to Chris. Chris. <laughs> you deserved more points. <laughs> One through five. Four. Number four. All right. It's time for a new game called Monster Mash. Ooh. Uh, so basically all you have to do here is name a lyric, a line from the song Monster Mash. And you're going to get bonus points if you name one that isn't obvious. And also bonus points if you know who co-wrote and sang the song. So uh, yeah, let me let me pull up the Monster Mash lyrics here real quick. And Chris, you can give us a lyric to the song Monster Mash. I uh, don't think I'm getting bonus points on this, but I believe it was a graveyard smash. That's that, that is correct. Yes, it was. It was. Okay, Shannon, what do you got? I'm singing it in my head to see if I actually know any of the words. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I think Dracula at one point says, how about the Transylvania twist? <laughs> yes. That's, I mean, that's, that's a exactly. way more obscure way to go. I'm not sure if I know how this goes. Mm. <laughs> um, here's the deepest cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the full line is, uh, and said, so uh, Dracula's talking. I'll just, I'll just read you the stanza. <laughs> Out from his coffin, Drac's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever, Whatever happened, happened to, to the, the Transylvania, Transylvania twist? Oh. <laughs> they did the mash. <laughs> yeah. They did the monster mash. Um, uh, this, yeah. is, uh, this is one of those things that you see all over the internet, so it's not an original thought, but I'll bring it up anyway. Okay. Have you ever noticed that that is not the monster mash? That is a song about the monster mash. <laughs> oh yeah wait 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 I, but I thought presumably the monster mash was a dance so wouldn't it be akin to like the the like twist Ooh, twist and shout or point. something like this that is a good point. You know? yeah. yeah I mean it would be like the twist or like is there a the song called potato? the mash potato that's what is there yeah. a song called yeah. the mash potato or at least it's referenced several times huh Did the mash potato All yeah right. whatever All right. yeah I, I just thought it came up in some sort of like racist rant <laughs> <laughs> in song form yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no uh, uh yeah well good i'm Very glad good. i prefaced that by saying it wasn't my thought because it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's up for discussion i'm not striking it down we're just we're no, all flourishing it as makes human sense beings because they're doing the monster mash dracula's upset they're not doing the transylvania twist yes it's clearly a dance move yeah 
And also, clearly, Dracula's, like, behind the times and not interested in changing. For a guy that turns into a bat, that's kind of a bummer. Because you'd think you'd be like, yeah, I'm into it. Let's do let's do a new thing. <laughs> um, does Do either of you know who sang it? No. No. And what was, was the other question? Who did backup vocals? Well, co- <laughs> co-writer. I don't know. I don't oh, know co-ri- who sang it, <laughs> yeah. but let me tell you who. Because <laughs> they have, the, like, those pips, you know? Oh. The match. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Ooh, I, I love some of that. Not necessarily you doing it, Nate. So that, that's not a pass to continue. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, the co-writer and singer was Bobby Pickett, who is a known uh, comedy writer, comedy songwriter. Oh. So he's like a real Flight of the Concords guy for the 50s. And they were like, let's make a song about uh, vampires dancing and, and stuff. Yeah, well, wasn't that, that wasn't that a much more mainstream thing the the novelty comedy record back then oh, yeah because oh, yeah. you got your uh your what's his face um oh god i can't name anybody but i used to listen when i was a kid to dr demento yeah had a radio show yeah and he pretty much exclusively played 50s comedy songs right yeah <laughs> that's like the golden era i think there's a there's a uh an 80s so like early early rap um there's it, it's like the monster mash of rap <laughs> and i think dr dre is somehow tangentially associated to that recording oh weird look it up okay not right now just yeah. you you at home look it up people, we people got a show to do yeah uh the another another comedy songwriter would have been alan sherman if you remember the song hello, oh, hello mother. mother yeah hello fada <laughs> Yeah, that's that's crazy. You guys Here look really. Oh, never mind. Camp Granada. I was gonna say you guys look great for ninety, but I actually I do know that song. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't was, know why I didn't get it at first. I'm, it was, I'm familiar. It was referenced uh, on the Simpsons at least twice. Yeah, so we yeah. should know it just from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Great job, uh, Shannon. Two points. Chris, one point. And Shannon, we're back to you. One, two, or three. I'll go with number one. Number one. Okay. This is a bit of a ringer question, so we'll see if you know. But Shannon Page, do you have a vague idea about the shunting? Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chris knows for sure. <laughs> the shunting? Yeah, the shunting. Uh, I'll say I have a vague idea and make something up. Great. Chris, I'm Chris. excited to see what it really is. Chris knows what the shunting is. So, so I go now? Well, uh, Shannon gets to go. Oh, first oh, with, oh! With now, her... now is the part where I just say and yeah. don't I'll go. Just, okay. I'll just, I'll just, pass. No, 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 no. We'll so come excited. back. To... You're so excited. No, no, no. I, there's a little bit of pressure too because I had a, I had an involved conversation with with Nate like right after I saw this, and now I'm kind of like, oh, I got to recall. Uh, yeah, I got a big idea. Okay, up <laughs> with you, Shannon. Shannon. Shannon, what do you think the shunting might I be? I can't even think of anything. I can't even think of anything. I, my my first instinct was to go with uh, it was the Simpsons version of The Shining, but that wasn't. That was the shinning. <laughs> that was the shinning. <laughs> you want to get sued? Do you want to get sued? <laughs> <laughs> don't be reading my mind between four and five. That's Willie's time. <laughs> um, the shunting. Is it a porn version of The Shining? Oh man, that that's that's a really solid. That's a solid guess. <laughs> I'm into that. A lot of weird blood be play the and whatever else. The shopping. Ooh, that's good. Like <laughs> All right, Chris, let's bring it home. What, what's the shunting? Okay, so I, this would be insane. Well, it wouldn't be insane if I got the name of this movie wrong, but I believe this movie is called Society. Yep, that's correct. Awesome. Oh, 
Somebody's been talking to me about this recently. It's like from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. 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 Somebody yeah. recently told me to put this on my to-watch list. Well, and here it is. <laughs> it's coming around. <laughs> and I think there, there there might even be some people that are known outside of like the, the genre film world. But I have to give credit once again to the Joe Bob Briggs show on uh, Shudder. Because uh, he, oh man, dude just like was so delighted. He was... Filled with glee, probably beyond what you saw in my face, like when I when I lit up when Nate said the shunting. <laughs> this guy was so excited about it. And sorry, this is like a bit of a spoiler, but the shunting is a <laughs> dear God. So society is directed by like this this Japanese guy. I think um, I think he's like a like a really really well known, uh, notorious even like practical effects artist. And so this movie is just a tee-up for this event known as the shunting, which is an alien-human sex feast uh, where people just like... So I wasn't too far off with the porn version. No, yeah. Not <laughs> at all. It's like Eyes Wide Shut meets... Uh, if you've ever seen those pictures of what uh, Chicken McNuggets look like before they're cooked, it's like that weird, crazy, exploded pink goo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wall to wall of that stuff with like faces in it and then these alien people just like assimilating into that and just being like no mm, the shunting and it's uh yeah it's uh it's crazy it's it's a totally unnecessary grotesque i guess allegory is it an allegory if there are no animals fuck it let's call the shunting an animal because it's a it's a group organism yeah. but uh yeah it's like like uh high society is already gross enough and they're like no what if we just like really made a visual metaphor with the shunting <laughs> yeah anyways i yeah. could go on and on it's oh, a yeah. weird ass movie but it's it's pretty enjoyable I still need to see this movie because even just looking at the we might at the have to synopsis, we might have to get together and watch we'll this. we'll do it yeah because yeah. Jenny's never gonna watch this with me like that's <laughs> this is like bottom of the list. I but, was talking yeah. to somebody about the Society on Netflix, which is a show about teenagers whose parents all disappear, <laughs> and they thought I was talking about that, and it took us about five minutes to realize we were not talking about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how fun that mix up would be. Like, wait. Wait a second. Who was Jenny? <laughs> yeah, so this is, yeah, the shunting. Uh, I mean, it's from the movie Society that came out in 1989. It's an American horror movie directed by Brian Yuzna uh, and starring Billy Warlock, who you might remember from some season of Baywatch. Bay- exactly. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. And uh, Devin DeVasquez. I don't know any of these other people. I think one of the, one of the, the female roles, uh, uh, female actresses, Female actresses. God, I'm just trying to be so careful in 2019. <laughs> one of the one of the broads in that movie, I think, might have been on Baywatch as well. Uh, yeah, so you just got uh, yeah. It's a, a teenager is uh, finding his wealthy parents are part of a gruesome cult for the social elite. Uh, the shunting is this event where they literally like all strip down. They all strip down to their underwear and then feed on the poor. Physically deforming into some kind of uh, group organism that then uh, just starts to suck nutrients out of a poor person's body. But it's it's like equal parts feast and orgy. Like the poor people are the sex strawberry of the event. You know what I mean? Orgy. Yeah. Like it's partially in, but it's mostly a prop. Yeah. Yeah. Popper as sex strawberry. Uh, Great, great work. Uh, Chris, you're going to get a point. Shannon, no points, but... Hey, you know, that's okay. 
And, I feel like uh, I should get a deduction for getting like toddler excited. And I'm like, <laughs> and then, oh no, no, then you won't believe it. They don't. They're, 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 they're this guy from Baywatch. <laughs> I I always feel excited when I see Billy Warlock's name, you know, because I'm like. What a great name for a guy. It's unbelievable. It's, it's the coolest name. It's insane that your name would be Billy Warlock in the first place. And then to have been in the public consciousness and not just like, <laughs> I'm Billy Warlock and I, you know. Sell insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, ri- at risk of sounding stupid, like, I think that's actually his name. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Rip Torn is obviously a cool name, but I don't think, like, Rip Torn's mom was named, like, Pat Torn, you know? <laughs> I could be wrong. Well, yeah, I guess he. Yeah, it's a it's a name. Stage name. I thought his dad was a warlock. Well, his dad's his dad's <laughs> name. His dad. He okay. Billy Warlock was born William Allen Lemming, but he was the son of Dick Warlock, a successful Hollywood actor and stuntman. Yeah. See. Yeah. So which I mean. So that guy's name was a stage name. Dick, Dick Warlock. Was, right. I mean, come on, Dick Warlock has got to be a stage name. I knew. I knew there was because Billy. You're I remember being too much at some point. I remember Dick being Warlock. like Billy Warlock is an impossible but awesome name, you know. And then I look it up. It's like oh, <laughs> Billy of Dick Warlock. Yeah. Although here's okay. This is wild because I didn't even know this until just now. Dick Warlock is best known <laughs> for playing Michael Myers in Halloween Two. Get out of here. He also played the android assassin in Halloween 3, and he was Kurt Russell's stunt double for 25 years. Wow. Pretty wild. Yeah. So he probably escaped from New York. <laughs> and maybe L.A. too, even though that sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. So, uh, Chris, we're back to you. <laughs> One or two? Two. Number two. All right. Do you have a vague idea about horrorcore? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Sorry. Yeah. Shannon? Horrorcore? Sure. Okay. Chris, what what do you what do you think horrorcore is? Uh it is a kind of obscure subgenre of underground hip hop. Uh very good. I I can I I I go. I talk more. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You you good. You go. Do you, do you want to go stir borscht more? More borster? <laughs> Okay, I colder, Bosch, oh. colder, <laughs> more ice. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, I think so. I think the the people you would uh, associate with this who are well known, I think it's mostly just like a crazy litany of people you've never heard of who like distributed on cassette tapes and shit. But I think Necro is the guy that I knew. Uh, kind of my introduction to this. It Necro was is on the list. Yeah, real grimy shit. It was kind of focused on um, physical violence, which I think kind of uh, Eminem kind of capitalized on that. And and in the you know, oh my god, I'm wheezing. <coughs> I just heard myself wheezing. I don't <laughs> I don't talk into headphones with the microphone much. Um, it's just adding to the horror element. Yeah, there's just, there's yeah. just a, a, a quiet breath happening. You might wonder how I get the time to watch all these horror movies when I'm out there cycling and running so much. <laughs> it's crazy. Best life. Um, but yeah, so Necro. Any, anyways, yeah, I think like Eminem kind of took some of these elements and and it ended up being a commercial success on like everybody else in the Wikipedia article that you're looking at, Nate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Necro, it was mostly like physical violence and like just extreme drug addiction. And I think there was a, a dude named uh, Brother Hung, Brother Lynch Hung. Like yep. was another another dude. Also correct. Yeah, yeah. very good. Thanks. 
Very good. When you first said it, I was like, I'm going to have to make some shit up. And then you just knew. And then you knew things. Yeah. And you were impressed with my Transylvania twist? (laughs) 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 That was way more. (laughs) Once once you heat me up and all the bong resin runs off the top of my cerebellum, (laughs) show my smarts. Shannon, can you add anything? I have nothing to add to that. That was that was good. Yeah, no, that was great. I was I kind of thought you might know this, but I was like, I'm gonna roll the dice. This is a hard one because I I didn't know about it. And I was like reading. I was like, wow, this is. I don't know if I want to listen to it. It's like really, it's really interesting. So you've you've heard none of this stuff. No, I I probably should. Uh, but yeah, horrorcore is a subgenre of hip hop based on horror themed and often darkly transgressive lyrical content and imagery. Um, oh, have you heard Doctor Octagon? Yes. Oh. Dr. Octagon is actually uh, totally oh. horrorcore. Oh, okay. Yeah, because right. it, it's like medical horrorcore. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't talk about the horrors. <laughs> the horrors. <laughs> I have a um, Christmas album where the Crypt Keeper raps about killing people at Christmas. Does that count as horrorcore? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we listened to a song yeah, on the podcast I've brought it up before. before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love stuff like that. I, I found uh, uh, somebody, uh, I was talking about a, a record I got at, at Pizza Hut one time with a bunch of, it was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cassette <laughs> uh, that I really rocked pretty heavily. Talk about wearing out tape. Uh, and someone was like, they found something on Spotify. And I was like, that's not it. And then someone else was like, I think I found a track listing for another release. And I was like, is there a song on there called No Treaties Tonight? <laughs> <laughs> there was. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Was yeah. that, was that, that was, so that was, a good, that was a good tape? No. No? No. It, it was, was just a thing just, that like, yeah, as a kid, you just listen to it. Yeah, it's just like, it's like a bunch of studio musicians were just like, ah, I'm going to get extra high for this yeah <laughs> this is stupid this is a paycheck oh yeah were they were they singing as the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah but like there's no there's not really like a distinct voice for any of it's them. not like the crib keeper where you recognize his voice oh, well yeah totally you wouldn't be like oh that's totally donatello yeah well no i guess <laughs> i take that back they that's that's not someone fair. knows Corey feldman's voice and Mike? knows that he voiced donatello in the first teenage mutant ninja turtle film <sighs> Wait, who, who did that? Corey Feldman. Because Michelangelo sounds like Spicoli from Fast Times. He does. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I, I, He's well, equally I mean, pizza if... obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say he Corey was... Feldman? Yeah, Corey well, Feldman. Well, Corey Feldman in the Burbs, famous line, hey, the pizza dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe Corey Feldman did all their voices in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Except for he Donatello because he's cerebral as he fuck. He didn't come back for the, uh, <laughs> he didn't come back for Secret of the Ooze as far as I understand. It's a no Feldman film. But he did come back for Lost Boys too. Wait, wait, wait. So he did the voiceover in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Like the live action? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah. He okay, was one okay. of the, he was at least one of the turtles. Huh. Yeah, yeah, now that you said it, and now that I tied it back to the burbs, I can hear him being everyone except for Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Feldman can't be like, well, the square root of, ah, oh, fuck, man. Did anyone see my smokes? Where are my smokes? I'm going to start an angel-themed band in my 40s. <laughs> angel-themed? Yeah, because he has a bunch of like women that wear like those weird clip-on thong things and and wings. Have you seen this? You got to see this. No. What's People a clip-on thong? I don't know. <laughs> it was one of several questions I had, Shannon. I can't, I can't remember what what type of thing it's called, but it's literally like it's like a... a 
It's kind of like a the headband. The gesture you're making is making me so I know. uncomfortable. I know. I feel bad doing it. It's, I feel uh, bad shall we doing say, presidential, <laughs> the, the gesture. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Leaked the, audio. There's like a, there, it's like a uh, kind of, it's like a plastic, like one of those plastic headbands, mm-hmm. except it has like a front plate that goes in the front part, and then it has like a little back plate that goes in a little like uh, a top of the butt. What does this facilitate? Situation. I think it facilitates the uh, appearance of nudity without complete nudity. I don't know. It's like it's stupid, but it, regardless, like this was all Corey Feldman was on like the Today Show last year or two years ago with his band doing some song where he was basically dressed like late era Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, and then all I think he of plays these... malls and stuff now. Yeah, and all and he had all what? these like models that are all just they're wearing like bras, wings. And that weird uh, clip-on thong uh, pen uh, appliance—I'll call it an appliance because that makes it sound orthodontic and weird. <laughs> why? Why? Why does Corey Feldman's agent think that? Like, oh, here's a winning strategy. Remember, uh, what was that '80s girl singer uh, that did the locomotion? Tiffany. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna <laughs> go Gibson. with the <laughs> Tiffany strategy. We're gonna hit every mall. It's like a tour through a zombie movie. Yeah. Where are there malls? Like, we're going to go to Detroit. (laughs) We're going to play to a bunch of deer in this overgrown mall, Corey. It's amazing. It looks like Chernobyl. I would go to that show. I, I actually, I would go see. I would go see him in a deer-infested. That's like adventure tourism. You're like, we're all gonna wear those hazmat suits. We're gonna be clicking of Geiger counters and Corey fucking Feldman in Detroit. And he's giving us the most clicks of all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think honestly, like, I don't know if Corey Feldman has an agent anymore. I think I think he's in that post-agent period where he's just like, he makes some phone calls and the first person that said yes, he's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I've got money. I'll pay for everything. Just Head, let me play a show there. Quick, quick heads up. If you hold up a Geiger counter to me, I went through this weird period of irradiated cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a walking three-mile island. I am both Corys now. Oh. You want to hear the pizza guy line? You like the burbs? You like the burbs? You want to come back to my van? I don't know what Corey Feldman sounds like now. Uh, great, great job on on uh, the shunting. Yeah, we were on the shunting. Oh, or no, no. horrorcore. Great oh, job on okay. horrorcore. Chris gets a point. No points for Shannon. And... Uh, uh, Shannon, last topic. Yes, you, please. Are you ready for the last topic? I'm ready. Great. We're going to play recast. Oh. And uh, this time we're going to recast the film Apocalypse Now. So I need you to replace Marlon Brando and Martin Sheen uh, as appropriate. With? Yeah. I, I got to figure out which one's which. Yeah. I was worried. That's a deep cast. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, how am I going to keep track of all this? Who's going to be Larry Fishburne? Yeah, there's going to be... <laughs> This this is like a four hour long podcast. Okay, okay. This is this will be the guy that uh, the guy holding the bowl in the temple. He's yeah. not really lit. You kind of can't see him. Who would you cast him as? <laughs> um, I'm gonna cast uh, Marlon Brando as a role with Keanu Reeves. Okay, so Keanu's gonna say the horror. <laughs> Whoa. The horror, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sandra B- Sandy Bullock for the other one. As Okay, yep. yeah. So she's going to come in and uh, chop Keanu's head off yep. in a ritualistic sacrifice. Yep. Cool, okay. Chris, who are you going to cast in the uh, main two roles? 
so it, it's Marty Sheen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I get I get I get mixed up with the multi generational. The, the so many Sheens film dynasties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, plus, so yeah. Well, plus Charlie was in platoon. Platoon. Yep. Oh, that adds Another to the mix. So that adds to yeah, the mix up. Point. Yeah. Man, I love platoon. By the way, um, just recently watched Apocalypse Now. Um, about a good forty-five minutes. That movie could have just not happened. Which ver- did you watch the Redux version or the nope. other one? I'm I'm talking about the, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I believe it was the original cut. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because I I saw it. I I was rewatching it for the first time since uh, high school. I think it was like the end of high school that I saw that for the first time. I've never seen the Redux, and I feel like the first one, the original, is a little bloated. Because the yeah, because the Redux has something like forty minutes added of yeah. Marty Sheen at the French people's plantation in Vietnam upriver. Oh no! Where shit. You're basically getting like a. Well, these are what these people who think they've settled this land are trying to do. They're trying to get by, and they're basically living like southern plantation life, but they're all oh, French. Okay, it's it's kind. Of, I mean, it's the problem is it's it is it's it's very long because the movie that, itself is already like two and a half hours, and you're making like almost three and a half with that added stuff. It's long, and I feel like you know, with all due respect, as as you know, me, I'm I obviously should be critiquing films. It's got some third act problems, man. Oh, that yeah. one's it just like really drags and it just gets like I like trippy shit, but it's just it gets to a point where I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, and I think I'm on the level. I think I can absorb oh, sure. some trippy stuff. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's uh, really uh, um, just like that Nicolas nuts. Cage movie we watched. It, it almost exactly has that sort of third act, but it doesn't have fun with it the same way. It's just sort of which Nicolas Cage movie? Mandy. Mandy. Oh, and I, I may Mandy. have I, yeah. I love Mandy too, <laughs> Shannon. But I may have brought this up when we were watching it. But like the the third act of uh Mandy, you know, just I mean almost aesthetically has some weird parallels to Apocalypse Now with those like ill lit shots in like the temple where you kind of can't tell sort of where you are. Okay. Just with that last bit where they're in that room with the dude, you know, the I'll suck your dick, man. <laughs> yeah, which that is guy, a very yeah. like that's that is the the horror of this movie. Well, maybe yeah. not the horror. It could be the uh you're just an errand boy sent to collect the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whatever. Like it's that version. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's. Uh, anyways, I love the first two acts of that movie very much. So, guys, what if I recast Apocalypse Now? Huh? So, uh, I would say, uh, <laughs> touching on Mandy again, I would say Marty Sheen, uh, as Nicholas Cage in his in his steed. Be- okay. Because this is such a, a cheap, shitty choice, but like mostly just for the first scene in Apocalypse Now when Marty Sheen's freaking out in the hotel room. So if you've seen Mandy when, oh, yeah. when he's losing his mind in the bathroom and just chugging that bottle of vodka, just going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yep. essentially that yes. scene, except instead of it being like a pastel, weird, like 70s hell bathroom, he's just in Saigon punching mirrors. Uh, fun give fact. me back my, give me back my shit. Give me back my war, man. Martin Sheen was actually drunk when they did that scene. I heard that, yeah. And he had a heart attack while filming the movie. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I I wonder if he did too much blow. Well, that's uh, that's the. I mean, the uh, so how old I, was he? Like, like in his forties, thirties, maybe. Oh, okay. I think okay. he was like younger than us now. <laughs> Which is Dude. terrifying to think, but hey, it was, terrifying it was for a the sake time. of his skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the but yeah, it's interesting because it's like 
because uh, Apocalypse Now has such a pedigree primarily because of how difficult it was to film. Because you know Coppola, uh, it caught it took like eight months longer than they thought, and it went way over budget. And yeah, totally. lots of people got sick from all sorts of shit. And it was just, like, all problems all the time, and Martin Sheen had a heart attack and whatever, and, like, you know, you, you somehow you still have Harrison Ford in this movie briefly and all the, you know. Harrison Ford's in the, he's Is in, he like, the CEO. a correspondent or something? What? He's, he's, like, the CEO's assistant when that gives oh. Martin Sheen his assignment, and he says, execute with extreme prejudice. Yep. And yep. that's his only thing, but he's so fucking good in that it's role. a great line, he's just too. Like, he's just clean and proper, uh, whatever. But yeah, it's like, and it's star-studded, but so many things happen to make this movie hold up, which I think ultimately, like, maybe it's not, it's not maybe, like, an amazing movie. It, like you were saying, it's, it's kind of overlong, and it has some cool things that happen, but it's also like, well, you know, we could have turned this up a notch. So, uh, get back to you. So, we got Nick Cage in the, (laughs) we got Nick Cage in the Martin Sheen role. Yes. Okay, great. Yes, we do. Um, Who's that dude who plays Gomer Pyle? Jim Neighbors? No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, like Private Pie or whatever from uh, Oh Vincent Nofrio. Full Metal. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty good. I was about to say Kathy Bates because I thought it was funny, <laughs> and it kind of ties it ties ties a bag. You <laughs> yeah, know, that would be it's good. the podcast you count on for a continuity. <laughs> we just brought on an announcer from the Morning Zoo crew. He's got to go to work in four hours. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett playing at the Spectrum. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio in the in the Brando role. That's that's a really that's a really good cast, actually. That's interesting. Thanks. I'm uh, glad I didn't say Kathy Bates because that would have been a cheap laugh. <laughs> and mean, you got the cheap laugh anyway yeah. by not telling us oh, that you didn't say it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm gesturing, <laughs> me, viciously reeling in a fishing pole. Almost forgot what those are called. Definitely become a city boy. Well, fishing machine. <laughs> zip, zip, zip. What's this? Was this water problem here with the stick in it? <laughs> uh, Why y'all got lettuce floating in this puddle? <laughs> Move to the city, but retain the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a pond is, but y'all ever read on Walden's pond? Because I'm very well versed in literature, but I got unique accent for the city. <laughs> I got. I gotta go back to this. This. The- the stock exchange now. What y'all think about? <laughs> what y'all think about Mayor Pete? We we gonna do a real fine leverage buyout later. If you guys are all interested in onboarding for an equity stake, that would be real cool. Let me guess, you more of a Beto guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, great job. You're both getting two points for your answers on uh, on that last one. Ooh. And uh, I'm going to tabulate the scores real quick. So you guys just talk amongst yourselves for a moment, and we'll get this uh, we'll get this added up. I like the idea of doing accents, but in the complete opposite stereotype of the accent. I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. Doing the southern accent, city boy. Yeah. I like to do it to my dad sometimes because I feel like he appreciates it. But every now and then the reference that I drop, he's just like, I, I don't understand. And I'm like, you went to college too. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you don't know who W.E.B. Du Bois is. Come on, man. I'm not sure I know who that is. <sighs> you know... Black History Month doesn't have to just be a month. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was uh, the head of the back to. (laughs) Here's another one. Do you have a big idea, Shannon? (laughs) Just just ask me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think he was in charge of the, like the one of the back to Africa movements. I think he set up the Black Star uh, ship line, which is what uh, most Def and Talib named their their duo after. Oh. Interesting. I yeah. could be making this all up because oh, no, Nate's no. looking up some uh, well, other I'm, shit I'm just looking. Phone. I'm just looking. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, oh, he's tabulating. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're talking. Yeah. You guys are talking because of that. Um, and I, I got it added up. It was quick. Uh, I'm decent with short columns of small numbers. Uh, yeah. Uh, du Bois was a pan-Africanist. So, yeah. Worldwide movement to encourage and strengthen bonds of solidarity between all the people of African descent. And then, uh, yeah, he was also uh, one of the founders of the NAACP. Ah. Oh, I might be thinking of a different guy. Because <laughs> the guy I was talking was like, let's just leave. Like, fuck this. Let's see. What, what did I like you, that what you did called you call me it? out for not knowing. And you're like, oh, wait, no, different guy. Well, and honestly, originally <laughs> I was like, my dad's ignorant. He's just, he's the problem, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't, he, he, was, he, he was buried in Ghana, I think. He moved to Ghana. So that would, that would, that would lend some credence to your, to your thing. I'll have to spend too much time to verify this right now, so we'll wait. Maybe this will be a future episode. You'll come back, and we'll just have a, a two-hour-long conversation about W.E.B. Du Bois. <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to be I'm reading. Sick that right. day. <laughs> <laughs> this week on A Vague Idea, we're going to discuss uh, historical racial accomplishments as they pertain to America and African relations. And I'm Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I talk now. I'm from the city. Lithium wasn't properly vetted by the FDA. USDA, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, one of them. Just one of them DAs. They all uh, suck. So, uh, final score, Chris, you have won with 17 points. Shannon, you had 16 and a half. This is a nice... Woo! Nice, tight game. Very good. Very tight. Uh, Chris, do you have anything that you would like to plug, anything you'd like to promote, anything you just want people to know about? Nah, I'm just sort of actively dying. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Should people uh, take note of the passing days and maybe realize that they're frittering away their fragile existences? Yeah. Tell people you love them if you think it won't freak them out. Cool. You know? Because sometimes it's not... Uh, it's not a good idea. You should definitely recognize your mortality, but uh, shouldn't pe- put people in a weird, uncomfortable spot just because that dawned on you on Thursday. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I realized because I saw someone else die that I might die soon, so let's commit to something together. Yeah, uh, appreciate uh... people, but don't scare them. <laughs> yeah. This is what people who aren't single tell me works. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I hear. Plug myself. You live in the... Denver area. My name's Chris Deaton. Glad to meet you. You're going to want to swipe. But hey, you know what? I don't like you too much. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to swipe emotionally to the right with Chris. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and maybe you'll get down to shunting later. Do not swipe up accidentally. It's a super like. It's alienating. <laughs> too much attention makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Shannon, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I just want to reiterate thank you to Steno, a co-working space in Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a co-working space, look up Steno. Why not co-work here? (laughs) We're putting the co in co-working. We're working... Never mind. I don't know. It's not my business. You ruined it. I, I had like a yeah. little commercial no, you going did great. on. And you did really well. It was nice. I, I would I would gladly work here, except that I like to work by myself with 
blaring music in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little weird. That's right, Denver. That's Chris Deaton. You'll want to contact Chris Deaton. Yeah. For <laughs> Available for contract work of all sorts. Ooh. Including the horror. <laughs> for for those of you who don't have the visual uh, component of this podcast, Chris's Chris's long gritted teeth smile that resembled that emoji where the mouth is just kind of like hey, was was really was really darling there. It's like if you uh, uh, met a, a, a delightedly surprised logger slash moonshiner, and you're expecting to see foliage, but there's just a face looking at you. <laughs> Go look in the leaves. There's. A very well-spoken man. Very... <laughs> he appears to be doing his stocks this morning in the woods. The grinning seems 50-50 non-threatening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show, Chris. And I, I would love to have you back on if you'd be willing. Thanks for having me. I would love to come back. Great. Great. We'll have you back. Shannon, thank you for being here as always. It's always a... A pleasure to have you as my co-host. Thank Great. you. Aww. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, we're 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 doing this thing. Uh, yeah, if you're listening and you like the show, please uh, spread the word. Word of mouth is a really great way to get people to listen to podcasts because they don't necessarily do it otherwise. Um, so if you do that for us, that would be great. If you'd like to follow our Instagram, it's a vague idea podcast on Instagram, or uh, you can follow our Twitter, which is a vague idea pod on Twitter. Um, which you know, the Twitter's kind of. We'll see. We'll see if we keep. Do the we Twitter. actually do the Twitter? I mean, I do. I still do it, but there's like 19 people following it. It's sort of like, oh, this is sad. Aww. But hey, Don't that's tell cool. That. I know. Well, maybe maybe they'll take pity on us and be like, oh, well, I'll follow because I I have a bot factory and I'll just have them follow your stupid thing, and then you can get a bunch of uh, advertising. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a vague idea, and uh, just you know. Live your life uh, and try not to make the world worse. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page and John Peros. If you like this podcast and you like anime, you should check out my podcast with Sean Grolkowski called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Space Boy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com.